Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 79, the Jarris win of Sodes. Who? Jarris Wynn. You don't know Jarris Wynn? Look, I have no idea who Jarris Wynn is. Week one, you got to know we're going with a guy named Wynn, uh, former number 79, former defensive end with the Titans. I think he played, oh, he had two sacks and four tackles for a loss while appearing in seven games for the Titans in 2012. Are we really that thin on number 79s? Okay, so only nine players have worn number 79 in Titans history. We could have gone with tackle Jamon Meredith. Nope. Yeah, I, no I'm bet, telling no you, 79, it's, it's, a low, it's a low number for the Titans. We Somebody are, needs to wear that thing and make it a great number. Yes, make 79 great again. Uh, this <laughs> week on the podcast, we're joined by none other than our actual uncle, Jim Wyatt, Titans uh, uh, writer for Titans Online, uh, TennesseeTitans.com. Probably, and and look, and I don't mean any offense to any other Titans writers out there, Jim might be the best. And, and I'm not just saying that because he joins us this week. <laughs> and I don't just say this before every guest that joins us every week. Jim but was he, the OG. He, 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 was he the, followed the team here. And that was oh, the thing. He was, he, he was here when they arrived. Right. Yeah. They Father played. Ryan uh, alum. Uh, but yeah, he was he was the OG. For, he's been covering this team since 99 with the Tennessean for years. Dude is so great. You will. He's a staple at practice. And now that he works for the team, he's of course he's a staple at practice. We're going to talk so much with him. We're going to talk about the Bridges Report. We're going to talk about uh, 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 how the, Card- deep- the Cardinals game. The oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I guess I should mention that week one of the NFL season that is coming up on Sunday, the Titans first matchup, actual football is being played. We're going to talk to him about that. What, what, like, is there anything we should be nervous about with this team? Also, uh, Jim, we're going to ask him, I want to know how deep is he on the Titans depth chart? And I mean that in the sense that he technically works for the team. How many people need to get injured before he's playing? <laughs> Cause I would love to see that. It's a question I mean, I would hate to, to see that, but like, if, if we go through that many injuries, if Titans go through that many injuries and we're like looking around, like who's going to play this week. And it just so happens to be Jim Wyatt, that would help ease the pain a little bit. And his little Hawaii is Hawaiian <laughs> the flannel or whatever yeah, with his visor and the pencil the behind the ear. Yeah. yeah. But Hey, we also ask him a question about a different quarterback, not named Jim Wyatt, but Cam Newton. He's That's right. Agent. What does Jim think about him coming to be the backup here? A lot of whispers and mumbles about Cam Newton to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, we're going to get him his thought. And there's no educated answer better than Jim Wyatt. So uh, definitely talk to him about that. Plus, we're going to laugh with the Texans. We're going to um, we're just going to get you hyped for week one. Guys, football is here. It is back. And we couldn't be more stoked. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from our friends at the Ridge. Yeah, let me say a quick word about the Ridge. You know, it's located off Charlotte Avenue and 54th Avenue in Sylvan Park. Um, the Ridge, they do barbecue right there. They're known for their originals on the menu, cleverly named, such as my favorite. I talked about this last week, the Originator. It's a barbecue sandwich. You could also get smoked chicken. You could get brisket topped with creamy mac and cheese. The Ridge offers as unique of a menu as you will find across any barbecue spot in Nashville. It's not fusion. 
it's just creative dishes. It, it, it's a great place to watch a game too, you know. First weekend of college football is down. We got the first week of NFL action coming up this Sunday. Head to the Ridge for some of their game day wings. Nothing pairs with football like the Ridge's game day wings. And I'm telling you that because I've had them. Not on a game day. Going to do that this weekend, though. And, and if you tell them, the best part about it is, if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, you'll receive a 10% discount on your order. Yeah, that's right. 10%. Download the Ridge app to access their curbside and contactless delivery to safely enjoy Nashville's best barbecue. Go check them out the next time you leave your office for lunch or want to enjoy a Titans game. The Vols play on Saturday. Vandy plays on Saturday, although I don't know if they'll make a TV. But go eat at the Ridge and watch some sports. Make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Titan Up Podcast. Today is September 8th, 2021, a.k.a. 9-8, which if anyone tries to tell you that that is the new Tennessee Titans day, because with a 17-game regular season sled, the Titans will now go 9-8 and every year, I want you to punch that person right in the throat, okay? You have my permission. It's probably... You probably get arrested or something but it's all right because that person deserves to be punched in the throat well you were gonna say it's jeffrey simmons day what nine eight yeah i see oh and that that's what the day should be recognized as because the titans are not going bleeping nine and eight all right make us sad holidays yeah not to not to go all jeff fisher on hard knocks but the titans are not going bleeping nine and eight they're not (laughs) okay now guys the tennessee titans play actual football this week for the first time since the Baltimore Ravens came into Nissan Coliseum and ripped their hearts out Mm. and then proceeded to stomp on not only the ripped out hearts, but their logo as well. Mm -hmm. A day which held the King bottled up to a measly 40 yards, a day in which the NFL's third best offense was held to nothing more than a touchdown, 13 points total. Mm. A day in which the Titans left all of us with a bad taste in their mouths, okay? But with each darkness comes a new dawn, a chance for a new. That's right. They say there's always next season. Well, next season is now. You think the taste in your mouth from that mid-game pooping running back, Lamar Jackson, coming into Nashville and stealing a win is bad? Well, just think about how the folks over at St. Thomas Sports Park feel. They knew last year was a wasted opportunity. But instead of sulking or dwelling on the good, they went right back to work. And work they did. They said being great isn't good enough. Okay? To hoist hardware, you have to be elite. So they went out and they snatched the greatest wide receiver of this generation. They say... They call Julio Jones Waffle House because he's always open? (laughs) Nay. I say we call Waffle House Julio Jones because they're always open. Here, here. And they make you feel good, too, (laughs) just like Julio. (laughs) Plus, neither of them close during hurricanes or storms. How do I know that? Because a storm is coming. 
The Storm's epicenter is Nashville, Tennessee. Last year's defense couldn't stop anyone. This year's defense, no one can stop. Because Julio wasn't the only addition to this year's team. We've got defensive titans Bud Dupree, Danico Autry joining the squad. You don't think big Jeffrey Simmons is going to benefit from those nasty monsters up front? Oh, baby. And don't even get me started on the back end. Got young guys like Caleb Farley and Elijah Molden, a.k.a. Cortland Finn again. You can have your doubts about this team, but you better check them at Nissan Coliseum come September 12th, 2021, all right? Like purses and bags bigger than the allowed 12-inch by 6-inch by 12-inch, they're not welcome in Nissan Coliseum come Sunday. You check them at the door because come Sunday, we're all undefeated. Come Sunday, we're all taking off from the starting line. Come Sunday, we are all Tennessee Titans. And in week one, for every NFL franchise, except maybe the Texans, hope springs eternal. So Titans fans, the offseason is over. The fight for that little silver football on a stick is on. The time is and now. You, you better, you better come ready. You better be loud. You better be proud. And one more thing, you better tighten the hell up. Woo! And that goes to anyone who says we don't do any show prep. But, but, <laughs> I, but the hair on my arms is standing up right now. I think you gave me my first uh, football chub of the season, so... For that, I thank you, and what a great message. You always remember your first, you know? Yeah, Speaking of football challenge, I think I need a cigarette. Good night. <laughs> I orgasm twice during that thing. That was awesome. That was so great. Man, I'm so glad game week's finally here, and to have a real opponent that, you, you know, the Titans are actually playing in a game that counts. Uh, feels like it's been forever, you know, and, and obviously you mentioned it. Titans fans and, and the Titans team, I'm sure, also – you know, we all have a, a bad taste in our mouths from last season. And with the moves they made this offseason, uh, the, the good to great things in the past, they're looking to go from great to champions. Yeah. And I think that's a step that, the, at least in the offseason, that they have shown that they're willing to take and can take um, just by bringing in some of these new guys. So it's here. We're happy about it. We're excited about it. We're a little horny about it. But it's here, Austin. Uh, a little horny about it, bro. I am freaking, I am gyrating right now. I am humping my chair as we speak. Uh, I'm watching it. It's getting, really disturbing. It's hard to uh, podcast with this going right. on. Yeah. So if you hear like a squeaking noise, just just ignore it for now. Okay. <laughs> uh, what? Look, Jack, this is Titans fans. And, and look, I know everyone who listens to this is a Titans fan. And if you're not, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> uh, but welcome. Thank you. Please rate, review, subscribe. Four and a half stars to us, 0.5 stars to Buck. But uh, look, I know that we we're we're excited for this season as we should be okay this is this is a big year coming and i want listen i look and there may be doubts about this team there may be doubts there may be things that uh, happened in the offseason that you didn't like honestly i i can't relate because i think this offseason was great and i think uh good things are coming for this team but come sunday you got to be ready to go. And I want, I want freaking Nissan Coliseum to blow the hinges off the doors there. And I, or gates, I guess I should say, um, cause they're not actual doors. Uh, but true. 
there's a man that plays for the Arizona Cardinals. And he goes by the name of Justin James Watt. Okay. Oh, Justin James Watt, that guy. That dweeb. This is a guy that is is no stranger to Nissan Coliseum. All right. And if it look, and if you're like, it's Nissan Stadium, what are these idiots talking about? No, no, no. It's Nissan Coliseum on this podcast. All right. Right. We we're trying to bring the Coliseum back to Nashville. So just roll with this. But JJ Watt, okay, he's He's no stranger to Nissan Coliseum. He's played in that building many a times. He's done some damage in there too. He's done some damage in there. He freaking he just asked Zach Mentberger with his pregame selfie. Absolutely destroyed him. Uh, that, was I, that was a dark day in Titans. That history. was a dark, well for you maybe for Zach Mentberger like, history probably. That yeah he he deserved that. Uh, <laughs> but he, so and and there's many times where JJ Watt has come out victorious out of that building. Um, with with really good Texans teams. But this past offseason, J.J. Watt became a free agent. And he could have gone to literally any team in the NFL. And I know, and we talked about it on this podcast, me personally, I wanted him in Nashville because at the time, the Titans defense sucked, especially on the defensive line. They had no pass rush. And just getting a guy like J.J. Watt makes your D-line automatically better. You didn't it's mean like, that, though. You didn't really want J.J. Watt. You wanted the idea of J.J. Watt, the old J.J. Watt. <laughs> well, yeah, at the, at the time. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But uh, but this is this is where I'm going with this. He's now coming to town with the team that he chose over the Tennessee Titans. An uglier girl. He chose he's the taking Arizona the Cardinals. He, he, he's, he's taking right. the softball and, catcher yeah, to and, the dance right now. The Titans – Tiger yeah, the softball, the softball catcher that, yeah, like with like the Bob haircut and shows like a little too much gums when she smiles. Like, <laughs> yes, like that's who JJ exactly. Watt chose over the Tennessee Titan, the Instagram influencer from Nashville, Tennessee, mm -hmm. with the, this Titans team. Like, that's who he chose. And to me, like Nashville, like if for no other reason, uh, like, look, it's week one. That alone should get your your, you know, your pants tightened not to go too many boner jokes off the top, but like to get your pants tightened. Okay. Like that it's week one, but also you pair that on top of the fact that JJ Watt basically said, I chose this team over you. Nissan Coliseum better be loud as hell on Sunday to basically rub it in that idiot's face, that non Peloton bike owning idiot that you, that the Nashville didn't forget. All right. That was true. The Peloton thing was a, a, quite a hoax. Quite a hoax. The dude doesn't even own a Peloton. All right. So like, yeah, so he's clearly not working out in the offseason. And if y'all don't remember what we're referring to, J.J. Watt, or at least an account on Peloton named J.J. Watt. No, no, no. Named K.J. Watt, which is actually which is actually a great Peloton name for anyone who owns a Peloton out there. It, your your out, output is measured in kilojoules. So it's like it's kj is like the abbreviation so to go with the account name kj watt is absolutely brilliant that's a genius great yeah it's genius. But, but they were dropping like hints in their peloton bio right of where jj watt was going to sign because it was unknown at the time Ends and up actually really forced his hand because he had ended up announcing later that day yeah. when that whole account was discovered and people were like oh because in the bio it said like cleveland i don't know miami and 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 arizona or something yeah trolls won jj watt zero on that one but right you know, this is Cardinals hate week. And I, I put a post out the other day. It's, it's on the, uh, you know, the Twitter, the Instagram that all of y'all should be following. Tighten up yes. pod at tighten up pod on Twitter at tighten up podcast on Instagram. 
But whenever we play the Cardinals or the Titans play the Cardinals, I don't play for the Titans, but whenever the Titans play the Cardinals, I always think back to this one game, and it, it uh, it's the Vince Young to Kenny Britt at the horn. Yes. Walk-off winner. Oh, my god! 99-yard drive to win the game for Vince Young. Um, Kenny Britt, your first-round draft pick, makes a huge play early in his career. Things at that point in time were looking very up. Now, yeah. well, well, after Britt, after looking down for most of the season, that was the year they started 0-6. Oh and six, and they were the first team ever to win five in a row after going zero and six. Right, and um, so like they, they they were starting to turn things around, and it was like, oh no, the Titans can't afford another loss. Like that that like they need to get this train going again. And Vince Young pulls magic out of a damn hat, dude. And that that's a season where the seventeen game schedule, the Titans could have easily made the playoffs. There's one more game that year. They were just on a roll to end the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that game, my whole point, that game is on my Mount Rushmore for Titans regular season games. Playoff games are different, but regular season games, it takes a lot okay. for one to be great. All and right. that one is is up there. I don't know if it's George Washington, but it is up there. Well, do you mind me asking what the other what the other three faces on the Rushmore are for you? Yeah, so my, my most likely George Washington is Rob Baronis from 60 to beat the Colts. Oh, okay. All right, a little division, interdivision rival uh, game with a 60-yarder to win it. Yeah, there was really the rush that I got at the end of that game because, I, you know, I 60 yards is ridiculous. And everyone knew Rob Baronis was good. But to beat, you know, Peyton Manning, a team you've struggled to beat and still struggle to beat, um, that game is probably my George Washington. The other one, the, the Titans were down 21. I think it was 21 to zero. It was 21 to zero against the Giants in the regular season way back. Yes. Oh, and I remember that in the fourth quarter. Yes, it was and, twenty-one to nothing in entering the fourth quarter. I was there with my cousins, Jim Wyatt's kids, and we left early. We did. No, we left you early. Never leave a game early. I know. Look, I was a child. My, my parents the, were in full control. Titans fans should know this better than any fan ever. You never leave a game early. I don't care if you're down sixty points entering the fourth quarter. You never leave a game early. Music City Miracle. It was very the team cold. that is responsible for the Music City Miracle should teach you you never leave a sporting event early. It was in late November of 06. That that's definitely up there as well. Um, even though I didn't get to really see it. <laughs> um and then my last one, it's kind of recent. It's the Corey Davis walk-off winner in overtime against the Eagles. Uh oh, you know, okay. yeah. That the players in that game, you know, have mostly moved on, just like they this had. This was the year after the, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and so those are my four. I think those are a fair four. If there's one I'm leaving out, tweet at us. Make sure to get that at us. But I think I, I feel pretty strongly about those four games. I'm I'm in a well actually right now with my tweet. All right, at Titan Up Pod. Uh, you guys are clearly forgetting a really good one, and this one goes way back. And to anyone who remembers this, kudos to you, because this is a game that often gets uh, underlooked. But to me, this was a uh, like a a jumping off point. This was a a a boost game for the Titans in their inaugural season 1999 okay october 31st halloween day i don't even know how i remember this this is amazing i I honestly have no idea how i remember this but halloween day the st louis rams come to town 
and this was the St. Louis Rams with Kurt Warner. They had this surprise team. All of a sudden, they were six and zero. They it was they were unbelievable. They had the the quote unquote what they were beginning to refer to as the greatest show on turf. Yes, they come to Nashville to Adelphia Coliseum, and they and this is at a point where the Titans are putting themselves on the map. Titans fans are putting themselves on the map map as having the loudest stadium in the NFL. This is the first year of the Tennessee Titans. And here these uh these ragtag bunch of newcomer NFL fans, Southerners are blowing up the NFL with how loud they made that building. Rams come to town undefeated. It's a huge game. And the Titans beat them. And they beat them off the aid of five false start penalties. <laughs> five false start penalties because that building was so loud. And to kind of put a wrap this up full circle, Titans, we need to make that barn loud again. Make Nissan loud again. All right. It has been a long time. There, look, and I get it. Nashville is a transplant city. It is, there's a uphill battle that the Titans have faced to try and get that stadium to what it once was from a loudness and a and a passion standpoint. Nashville's it, it, it's a it's a commuter city. It is you know transplant city, whatever you want to call it. People have their other NFL fandoms when they move to Nashville, thus getting other teams. You know you got PSL owners that are selling their season tickets every week. Like don't do that this year, guys. Don't do that, guys. Make this stadium rocking again because the Titans look. And I get it. We're coming out of a decade full of woefulness and just terrible football. I get it, but those days are over. You wanted a winning product on the team, on the field. The Titans have given you that. The Titans have given you a product to be proud of. So go out there on Sunday and be loud as hell. I think that I I do believe that Nissan Stadium is going to be packed. Uh, That the appetite for fans wanting to attend a football game in real life. I actually did it Monday night for the first time in over a year when I went down to Atlanta to see Ole Miss beat the dog out of Louisville. but I think that early on in the season, you're going to see packed houses mostly across the NFL. Obviously, excluding Jacksonville and Houston, I don't think. Well, yeah, right. I don't think yeah. they'll have a sellout for the next decade. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know if anyone will go to those games. But um, it's going to pose a problem for young quarterbacks. Kyler Murray being one of them, who hasn't, you know, he's obviously been in loud games before. But these young guys are going to quickly remember that. Hey, man, it's it's tough to do it on the road and. I think that that's a big edge the Titans have playing a young quarterback early in the season. So, yeah, definitely get your butts out to Nissan um, because they're probably going to need every single one of you. Um, and get loud. Make make as much noise as you possibly can. Make it look. Be, and you know why I say this? is because there's some of us that don't have the option to get to go. I wish I could go so badly. My, my, my dad is a season, a PSL owner. Section 117, row S. Seats nine and 10 spent my childhood in those seats. I can't be there on Sunday because I live in Chicago. Go give Austin's dad a beer or a hug. Either one. Guys, please be there because I can't and get loud and get like, I want you to lose your voice. Come work on Monday. All right. And people say, Oh, Hey, Hey Greg, what, what's wrong with your voice? You say, I went to the top. Titans game yesterday. And then it's like, oh, damn, you mean that barn burner that they put on? 
when they freaking oh. sacked Kyler Murray is ass into the turf. The dirty thing, awesome. the dirty and illegal things I would do for another 99 yard walk off drive. Ryan Tannehill to Julio Jones in his first game as a Titan. Woo, yeah. I would be in jail for quite a long time. <laughs> um, another aspect of this game, because I mean, you know, this is a, a big part of probably what the Titans are doing in practice. And you'll hear Jim talk about this. Yeah. What are you going to do with DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. Uh, he's played in 13 games against the Titans. Averages 101 yards. That's insane, dude. Averages. To put that in perspective, Austin, that, that that's a 1,300-yard season in just 13 games. In just 13 games. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans have had just one of those seasons. Derek Mason did it in 2003. Now, I'm, I'm saying that I do believe A.J. Brown can do that you know, sooner or later. But it's been that long since that's happened, and DeAndre Hopkins has that number in three less games than than what all of the other Titans receivers have had to play. Yeah. So that's or, a big that's a big worry of mine. Um, that that's why you draft these guys. That's why you brought in Janoris Jenkins. So we'll see how they how they work with him. I, I do believe they'll be physical. Yeah. Um, play probably a little more press because that's what Jenkins is good at. Right. And don't sleep on AJ Green. I know. Look, I know AJ, AJ Green's Green, like best point, days. Yeah. Best days are behind him, but also his worst days are behind him too because he played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now he actually he plays with an actual quarterback who can throw the ball. Oh, and can run the ball. Kyler Murray was that team's leading passer and rusher last season. All right, and uh, look, if they threw him the ball, I'm sure he'd be the leading receiver too. Like uh, he's just a good athlete. He's, I mean, granted, I I still like to call him the uh, what the the right fielder for the Oakland Athletics because you know. I, for some whatever reason, he got more MVP votes than Tannehill, or what was it? Didn't Kyler Murray be, or he had a higher Madden rating maybe than Tannehill? I don't know. Anyway, I think I it was an NFL Top 100 thing. NFL Top 100, yeah, yeah. he was he was voted over freaking like substantially higher. Yeah, it, yeah, it's frustrating, but it doesn't make sense. Last uh, the last time these two teams met, the Titans lost 12 to seven in Phoenix in 2017, but. What a gross what? score. What a gross, that was a, gross that was a, score. Isn't that like I I, I thought that when I was I need to go it. take a shower after hearing that. They score. lost 12 to 7 in 2017. That's they got beat by four field goals. I mean, they didn't like even we said, the Cardinals didn't even score a touchdown. They won the like game. we said, the worst days that are that you know the Titans are you wanted a bit a good product on the field. The Titans are delivering that. They're okay? not gonna lose 12 to 7 on Sunday. They're, if they lose 12 to 7 on, on Sunday, Jack and I will eat um uh we will eat no, we will poop in hand. Poop in hand. We will poop in hand. We will Live each poop on the in bottom. hand. Yeah, and we'll take a photo of it and show you guys on our Twitter Gosh. at at Tighten Up Pod on well, Twitter you know, at Tighten Up Podcast. You know why I really feel confident about that? Actually, no, the Titans won't have to kick a field goal, so it's a possibility. You know, I was gonna say I don't think the Titans have. You know, I don't know if Sam Thicken's walking out there knocking down four in game one. I, look, they don't. I, he doesn't have to. They just got to score seven. I'm going to say this, and I'm glad you brought up Sam Ficken. If Sam Ficken mixes one single field goal, one Jack. One Ficken field goal? If he misses one Ficken field goal, Jack, I swear on all that is holy, I am going to raise hell on this podcast on on next week, okay? I think that, a, that is I think your guy. Good, that is your that guy. Is my guy. It is my guy. That, I he think better, a good strategy and he beat out have. my guy, Tucker McCann. If he, I swear, Jack. If he if he misses a single field goal, you're gonna you have to answer to it. I am the number one Sam Thicken defender. I want that to be known, and I think a good strategy to have is not overreact. Let's not overreact. Let's stay calm, okay? Because right. Sam Thicken is here to save the Titans. I, hopefully, we don't have a uh, a Steph Con 
system for uh, Sam Ficken, like we did with Goskowski last year. Yeah. Uh, but so they lost 12 7 in Phoenix in 2017. But the last time these two met at Nissan Coliseum, 06? they still lost 37 to 34 in overtime. Oh, man, what a dark history. <laughs> yeah, well, that, it, was, that was in 2013. Games. And they, they don't get together very often because. Uh, you know, you got to wait for the AFC South and NFC West to be paired up. But Cliff Kingsbury is a coach that I, I believe Rabel has a strong coaching edge in. Um, the Cardinals' defense, their their front seven is strong. They've got a good secondary, although that's probably the weakest element of their defense. And they have an offense that you know, quarterbacks like this, the Titans have have done well against, in my opinion. You know? Right outside they, they, of outside of that, the wild card game where. Uh, Lamar Jackson got away for I think two runs. Obviously, the the big touchdown run. But they the they play run. Lamar Jackson very well. They, they play him very well. They if know how to play against two seasons ago in the playoffs. You go back to the regular season last year uh, when they won uh, in overtime against the Ravens. They bottle uh, Lamar Jackson up. They bottle you, him up. You bring in a, a few more talented guys. I I believe in the in, in their game plan defensively. Now you just got to hope this offense there, there's no hitches, which I don't. I don't expect there to be, but again, it's week one and they haven't played in the preseason and some of them have had COVID and Brian Tannehill being one of them. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see how they show up, but it's, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I do believe that the Titans edge it out because, you know, we picked them 17 and 0 this year. Yeah, we did. Um, and we've never been wrong before, except for last season. Last year was the only reason we missed. Right. Or it was right. the only and, time we missed. And according to some, we're uh, loyal Titans fanboy podcasters. So, uh, it's like we're not going to not live up to that name. You know, right. if, if someone in the media gives us that nickname, of course, we're going to take that and run with it. So naturally, we have the Titans winning this game. Uh, I don't know why why you would think otherwise. Yeah. Our hands are simply tied on the mat- uh, tied on the matter, you know. Right. Uh, right. There's nothing we can do to get out of this prediction. Uh, it's not nothing at all. So not that uh, we look, want to. We're going to get we're going to talk more about this game and more in depth uh, with our guy, Jim Wyatt. But first. Let's get a word from our friends at DraftKings. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts they're offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports, to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code A to Z Sports to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Wings. 1-800-889-9789. And now let's get to Jim Wyatt! The man we are joined by now needs no introduction. He is this podcast. I 
he's one of our first uncles, mainly because he's the fact that he is legitimately this podcast uncle. The reason we call every guest on this podcast our uncle is because of this man. He's one of the best Titans writers out there. He's been covering the team since 99. Literally no one knows him better than he does. He legitimately works for the team. He is at Jay Wyatt Sports on Twitter. Give him a follow. Must follow there. He is Jim Wyatt. Jim, welcome back to the Titan Up Podcast, man. How y'all doing? Appreciate you having me. No, we appreciate you doing it. Seriously, we we it is always such a treat to get to talk to you. You're so good. And what we love too is like when other guests like bail on us last minute. You you join us at the drop of a hat, which is like that versatility is is so clutch, especially from a man of your stature. Who uh, who bailed? Can I ask? Uh, let's just say he's a rapper friend. He's yeah, a let's just say he's friend. Yeah, he's yeah let's just say he's a rapper friend who may not be in a beef with Fifty Cent right now. Um, not chance, I guess. No, no, no. this would be uh, the the rapper friend from Nashville by the name of. Oh, we'll just say it. Young Buck. Yeah. <laughs> Young Buck. <laughs> we were planning on, yeah, we were supposed to get him for week one. And look, last minute dropped out. And and, and Jim, you came to our rescue and we we greatly appreciate it. So I had to do it. Not not to be confused with young Buck Rising, I guess. Yeah. No, that's a, that, yeah, that is yeah. yeah, that is a different Have you heard him Buck. rap? Well, what a disaster. Oh yeah, man. Right. no, I, is... I I wouldn't mind going my entire life without having to hear that. <laughs> Right. If someone was like, hey, Buck Rising's about to start rapping, I would jump out that window right there. I'm only 27th floor. I would just jump right out of it uh, Jim, onto the street below. I see you're rocking the Vandy gear. Um, man, Saturday was not fun. No, no, stop, stop. We're not bringing up Vandy. No, that's not. I'm, no, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. This is literally the Tighten Up podcast. It, it is the first week of the season coming up. Literally, football season has started, and you're not going to lead with a Vandy question. All right, well, all right, how about this question? Jim, what do I need to get you for Christmas? Because we do go to these Christmas holiday functions, Thanksgiving. What, what present do I need to gift to you to get a britches report? breaking news on the title <laughs> podcast Ooh, oh good oh, now that is a question right there jack gentry that is a question. give that some thought yeah because that's very uh, uh sacred uh, those, yeah that's your thing this would have to be a very nice gift <laughs> i'll be thinking you about it can you me a commodore national championship Man, there's okay. a lot of things right, I look, can do, and there's some right, things that I yeah, can't. Yeah, there's do. some things money can't buy. Okay, <laughs> trust me. There's a lot of money going into that school, tuition-wise, and it's and they can't buy a championship. <laughs> Be nice. Jim, I have to I, give that with some thought. Those britches reports. It's funny how that's kind of taken off. You know, I started when I started working with a team. You know, I started getting a heads up on what the team was wearing each week, and I think I start off saying the Titans were wearing navy tops with with white pants and it was white trousers and it was white slacks and then i think when i went with the white britches and then <laughs> britches just kind of stuck i mean everybody's like britches who says britches anymore oh, of course yeah. Bobby munson the uh famous broadcast for the georgia bulldogs is where that originally came from i remember hearing him as a kid so once i saw the reaction to britches it's just uh it's just stuck people that are new to the party uh, you know, they they can't understand why I'm still using the term britches. And uh, reality, that's kind of stuck here on the Titans beat. Uh, people enjoy the pants being called britches. 
No, I, I'm glad Jack started with a britches question because literally that was my first question for you was a britches <laughs> question. It is literally because, because the first britches report dropped, uh, earlier today, I believe, uh, with the, we're going white tops, Navy blue britches, uh, for the season opener against the Cardinals at Nissan's Coliseum. We call it Nissan Coliseum mm -hmm. here just because we're, we're trying to make that comeback. Uh, now Jim, have you monopolized the britches report? Like, is that like, do you have, like, does the team say, here's what we're wearing? Like they come to you first and say, go ahead. And yeah. It's kind of become a thing. Yeah. You know, they, you know, I, I think they saw the reaction to it that they just kind of let me do it. I check in with somebody not to be uh, what it's not uh young buck, but it's, I check in with somebody <laughs> uh, to get that info each week. Uh, and, uh, and they've just kind of let me roll with it. And, uh, usually a Tuesday or Wednesday release, people get fired up about it. I usually do a tease maybe leading up to it. And then believe me, when I send that thing out, I'm, I'm double, triple checking it 10 times. You don't want to leave a, a letter off the uh, britches report. So right, make right. sure no typos go on there when I send that thing out. Do you think that's your most read tweet every single week? <laughs> Probably so. Yeah, I sent out a couple. And I will say I sent out, you know, you got these new billboards in town that got, you know, I think when I first saw it, it's got Derrick Henry and Julio Jones and Kevin Byard and Jan Bryan. I think Taylor Wan's on there. I sent that tweet out the other day and uh, and it probably got, you know, it, it blew up. And most of the comments were, where's A.J. Brown or where's so-and-so? And the reality is there's another uh, there's another billboard up around town. That got a lot of reaction, but consistently – I think the Bridges report, uh, you know, it's provocative. It gets the people going. It yeah. does. It does. It's ironclad, too. Doubly sourced and everything. You I, never got it wrong. I will I will go in with G, with Jack for that Christmas gift. If it if you if if for whatever reason, if we ever get the chance to to break that news, uh obviously per our sources, and then we'll at Jay Wyatt Sports. Uh, we, you know, we'll give you the credit. We just, you know, if we were able to ever break a Bridges report, you will have the greatest Christmas gift coming in. Like, <laughs> the, like from both Jack and I, we'll both put our, we'll, I'm saving up. Look, I, I got a kid coming in December. I'm saving up for her college already. I will use her college fund for the, the report <laughs> just for the Bridges report. Like I will, I will do that. Uh, I think the source though, I think my cover, you know, you got to always protect your sources. Right. Things. I think if you guys got wind of the Bridges report and people found out that I'm Jack's uncle, my cover may be blown. They're going to know what the source, yeah. where it came from pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. There's a little bit of the journalistic integrity that we'd be yeah. going against there. I, I get that. Uh, like, but like, but at the same time, it's like, we're also like, we're not good podcasters, so we'll be even worse uh, journalists. So, like, <laughs> it, that just comes with the territory. Like, people will just have to know that. Like, look, we're not we're not in this for like you know we're not going to be the next Walter Cronkite. Okay, we're, not, <laughs> we're just here to I drop. Was, we just we just want to be the first ones to tell people what color pants the Titans are wearing this week. <laughs> I have to give that some thought. I'm guaranteed to get a reaction. Like every time you send that out, you know, some people like it. A lot of people are, oh, man, haven't we seen this look enough? Or other people, why, why are we wearing this? So it always gets a good reaction. Um, that's for sure. Jack, hey, Jack we, 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 should, we should just start dropping our own britches report, Jack. Yeah. Uh, and like guessing, guessing what they're going to wear. Okay. I like that. And then that. if it is right, then it's like we had it first. Then we, we steal it from it Jim. First. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Jim, um, 
Moving on to the game this week, because there is a game, finally. Well, that's right. There's a game that counts, although yeah. me and Austin were wishing that the preseason counted because the Titans played well. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, it doesn't really matter what pair of britches he's wearing. He's historically torn up the Titans. I mean, over nice. 100 yards a game is what he's averaging he, in, in 13 games. So it's not a small sample size. What are the, How are the Titans planning on, on locking him down this week? Yeah, man, I will say the Titans are going to be a lot more aggressive on defense. I think that's not only trying to get out the quarterback, but also maybe a little bit more physical, the line of scrimmage, play a lot more man. They've tried all kinds of things against Hopkins in the past. It's not worked. Different guys on the outside now. So I'm curious myself how it goes. You know, there's so many questions, you know, about how teams are going to defend Julio and AJ, well, I, I flipped it and said, yeah, you know, every team in the NFL has got really good players, and Titans just happened to find one of them this week. And Hopkins has been a has been a nightmare for them to defend. Uh, but I think the Titans have a plan. They start practicing yesterday. Can't give a hint on who's wearing those uh, those scout team jerseys because I kind of get to see what's happening. So mm-hmm. I can't blow it on here. Uh, but I, I think the Titans have a, a plan, but they a lot of times they've had a plan against Hopkins that hadn't worked. So we'll see, we'll see if this one works. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, also, it's really this revamped defensive line. I mean, it's their first test, but what a big test it is because Kyler Murray can move. Yeah, that's what scares you the most is that you know, you can come after him but then he can escape the pocket and kill you. I mean, I, I know what Rashawn Evans said on Monday reminds you a lot of Lamar Jackson. Titans have done well against Jackson in the past. Obviously, he busted him for a long run in the playoff game uh, last year, but he's one of those dangerous guys, got a strong arm, can run. You know, Dupree, uh, uh, the big acquisition on defense this year. You know, he's going to play. I think he's looked good from what I've seen in him. Uh, you know, I think Danico Altry is going to make an impact. This is going to be a better Titans defense, you know, better, you know, equipped to kind of stop some of these guys. It's funny, though. They have to prove it. I, I saw something today, and it was tweeted out from one of the guys that covers the Cardinals, is the Titans are projected to have the worst defense in the NFL, according to, you know, I forget <laughs> what website it was. I'm thinking, this is a 2020 stat. How do you put the Titans as projected to have the worst defense in the league? when it's a completely different defense. I mean, the guys I've mentioned, Jack Abbott Jenkins and Bud Autry, I mean, you know, and Bud Dupree and Danico Autry. I mean, none of these guys were in the mix last year. So many guys are going to be different. So, uh, but you got to prove it, and that starts Sunday. Now, I guess kind of piggybacking off of that, what's the aspect? Uh, maybe it is the defense, maybe, or like what? what's the – if you, you're – Mike Vrabel, you're heading into week one. What's the aspect of the, the the game that you're most nervous about? Like you're, I guess you're least confident in, I'll say. It's like, it, it can be a position. It can be a certain player. It can be an entire side of the ball. What, like, what do you, would you say is the biggest question mark going into week one? Well, I, I do I think it's a defense. I mean, Ty's going to be able to move the ball. I mean, new coordinator, but yes. But, you know, you've got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. You know who's who's had some success in the past. I, I think the Titans are going to be able to, to throw it and and run it. And uh, uh, you know, even though you know, I know some people might want to say, well, what about the offensive line? Those guys haven't worked together. You have a new you know right tackle in there. Um, you know, how is that going to go? Again, I think that's they're going to figure it out. But when you've got a defense that's got so many new pieces, so many adjustments. These guys still learning to kind of play together. That that has to be a concern. And 
And this, this is not, uh, you know, a team that they're playing that's short of playmakers. I mean, they, they've got some guys who, who are dangerous. And uh, we've talked about a couple of them, you know, in the quarterback and, and, and Hopkins. So I, I think that's number one. I mean, just, just how much better they're going to be, you know, can they keep Murray from busting off big runs and just frustrating if I keep getting it on third and six, you know, third and five by taking off and running. I and mean, I think that's, everybody wants to know if this defense is really going to be better. And I think until they prove it, um, you know, you can't really say for sure. Is there a position group on the Cardinals, you, you know, because this whole offseason, you know, it's been Titans, 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 Titans. Now we have an actual, you know, opponent to worry about. Is there a position group on the Cardinals that maybe is a little more vulnerable than others? Where the Titans could you could open some things up there. Well, I mean, I think the Cardinals are good up front. I think they're good at safety. I think they're good, you know, at linebacker. Uh, I think if they're vulnerable somewhere, it might be at, at cornerback, which uh, which kind of plays a little bit into the Titans' hands because you do have two big physical receivers who can catch the ball. So, you know, they'll do some things. I'm sure it'll shade. I'll be curious to see, you know, how teams defend the Titans and whether they give more attention to Julio or AJ. But uh, I think if there's a matchup that's, that may be favorable on defense, I think it's the corners going up because Tennessee's, uh, you know, big, fast receivers. That's a bad position group to be vulnerable at when you got Julio Jones and AJ Brown coming at you. Yeah. Um, I, speaking of that's Julio. A, that's, an, that's an astute observation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Julio though, they moved some things around money wise with him and freed up some cap space. Can you kind of explain that to me like I'm a fifth grader? Yes, yes, please. And explain it to both of us like we're fifth graders. <laughs> well, it's a, you know, it's it's a, a rule that not a lot of people are aware of. That top 51 is the way the cap works from the time the first, you know, the regular season, or from the time the new league year starts up until week one of the regular season, where the top 51 players count against the cap and not the top 53. Once the first week of the season rolls around, then you're counting all 53. It's kind of a way for you to manage the roster, you know, when you have 90 guys on it during the offseason. Uh, so you kind of knew that this was coming. Yeah, I even saw somebody speculate, it, speculate on this a couple of days ago that there were a couple of teams were going to have to make moves before the start of the season. The Titans were going to be one of them. So you, you redo Julio's deal. Uh, I think some people see that and they think, okay, Titans are getting ready to go out and get somebody else. Uh, I, I don't expect that to happen. I think it was more uh, moving money around to be able to pay for injury settlements, to pay for guys that are on IR, to have a chance to have a little bit of you know wiggle room or at least a little bit of money available in case you need it, but wasn't done to clear space to bring somebody else big in. I think it was more of a, this is a guy who has a contract that's that's capable of being restructured to get us a little bit of money. And uh, and that's why it was his deal and that's why it happened. But it should it should help for the upcoming offseason, correct? Like it's that that, yeah, I, that that frees up a lot of things financially then, right? Yeah, I, I think more so this year where let's say, you know, you have some more guys, you know, going, I mean, it's Titans had a lot of injuries during the course of camp where guys went on, on IR that, you know, those guys have got to be taken care of. So I think it's more for the now. And I think as the season rolls around, when you have other guys get hurt, which is going to happen, and you've got to add to the roster, then I think, you know, you've got a little bit of money to, to go out and get somebody 
again, don't think it's anybody big, but but you got to have some to spend. Does any of that money actually get kicked back to, I don't know, let's say like the writer uh, for the Tennessee Titans? <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen it show up. I check my stuff pretty closely. I've never seen a little asterisk next in there saying this is the result of Julio Jones deal. But, uh, maybe I need to start checking. They're like, look, we got to keep Jim Wyatt employed. Like we got to keep him. We got to keep him here. We don't want him going to another, another franchise rival. And here's like, an extra $11.2 million to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With that money, maybe he doesn't need our Christmas gift. That Maybe that's why he's not giving us the bridges report. Cause he's like, guys, I can buy whatever you want. Cause I just got, I just got paid. <laughs> When you're looking at this Titans team and, and the year that they're expected to have, do you believe that this division is not only gettable, but the conference also kind of being in reach? I do. I mean, it's funny when people ask me to do kind of season predictions or even game predictions, you know, if I'm picking them to go 12 and five, you know, or if I'm picking, you know, 15 and two, I'm a, I'm a homer. Yeah, we, we did that. And actually me and yeah. Austin, uh, we both somehow wound up at 17 and 0. So yeah, they're yeah. not 17 and 0. <laughs> I, it's just how the math added up. Yeah. So, so if I'm picking 15 to two, I'm a homer. If I'm picking, you know, nine and eight, you know, I'm like, oh, this guy works the team. He couldn't even believe in him. So uh, I can't win doing the predictions. Uh, you know, even from week to week. I and mean, I used to do predictions while I work at the Tennessee, and it's one of the things I love to do the most. Uh, and it was a year I went 17 and one for picking games. I was counting playoffs. And uh, I think I hit three with the exact score. My dad used oh, wow. to I mean, my dad's a Titans fan. He goes to all the games. I pick against the Titans. And he's like, what are you doing picking against the Titans? Now I got to, you know, in the back of his mind, he always wants the Titans to win, but he knows the grief I have to catch. Whenever I'm working for the Tennessee and I pick the Titans to lose and everybody comes up to me and says, you idiot, you picked us to lose and look, we won. But I did better. I was right more times than I was wrong picking these games. Now I stay away from the predictions, but I will say this. I mean, the Titans, this is as good a roster uh, and as many playmakers they've ever had on offense. I think the defense is going to be a lot better. I think the Titans coming off a year when they won the division ought to be the favorites to win it again. I mean, uh, I don't have any problems saying that, but that doesn't guarantee anything when you get in the playoffs. We saw that last year. I mean, they got to the playoffs and, and frankly laid an egg against Baltimore and then season's over. Kind of same thing happened in reverse the prior year when they go to Baltimore and win. So the main thing is you got to get in. You got to try to stay healthy. You got to give yourself a chance to make a run like this tip team did in 2019 but when I look at the conference you know Chiefs are going to be good the Bills are really going to be are going to be really good I think the Titans are 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 heading in I think they're still in improvement mode I mean I said so I think you got to consider Titans in that two three spot uh you know as far as contenders in the AFC but you know you got to do it and again uh you know as as much as there is Many reasons there are to be optimistic. You can't deny that there are some questions about this team as well, and we're going to start to find out a heck of a lot more about them here Sunday. Yeah, there's really no doubt about that. Um, last thing for me, the Titans and the Patriots kind of have a you know a unique relationship where the the guys who play for the Patriots, you, there's a few of them that have trickled down to Nashville and played for the Titans. I mean, David Givens, who else? Deion Lewis. Um, Logan Ryan, even, but 
Tell me, uh, just go ahead, because I know there's people that, you know, you read on Twitter. Go ahead and kill the Cam Newton to the Titans thing. Ooh. Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, I mean, for starters, I mean, I think Cam is going to hold out. I mean, I, I got a question in the mailbag this week about Cam and, and uh, you know, having him, you know, almost insinuating that he potentially could replace Tannehill, which is not going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and it's crazy some of the stuff that I get. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Cam is looking for a place to play and and to start. And I think, you know, he he's probably best served if he kind of is a little bit patient and then tries to get in somewhere where he can peak and compete for a starting job. And, you know, he's not starting here. Uh, you know, I, I don't even think that, uh, you know, I, it doesn't make sense to me. And uh, I think the Titans are very comfortable with Logan Woodside. Uh, you know, Matt Barkley on the practice squad, I think, gives you a, a little bit extra, um, you know, insurance there. I can't see that happening. I mean, I, some of the other guys you mentioned made sense. They were signed here for specific reasons to fill specific roles. But uh, Cam just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, nobody wants a celebrity backup. And, you know, I think we're all pretty pretty certain that Logan Woodside is not a celebrity. You know, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he is a strictly – he's a very – uh, I don't know. Very not famous backup to have. So that's not an ego issue in the locker room or anything they'll have to worry about this season. Yeah, he doesn't wear a yeah. lot of foxtails to his press conferences, you know. <laughs> yeah, you want your backup, yeah, to kind of be more of a low-profile guy working behind the scenes. You know, Zach Mettenberger got a lot of attention uh, as, as kind of a backup. He, he found his way uh, as a starter. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if you guys know it. I don't know how many people know this. I went and checked out you know, the Father Ryan JP2 game over the weekend, I looked at this uh, tall uh, guy on the sideline, had a couple of sleeves on each arm, uh, tats. Yeah, he's tatted. Oh, Steve, you know who the tight, you know who the Father Ryan quarterbacks coach is? It's the Met Show. No, none other than Zach Mettenberger. I didn't even realize that until I was out here on oh, Friday look, night. You, you, Jim, you will not find a bigger Zach Mettenberger fan than my co-host Jack Gentry. This right. dude loves <laughs> Zach Mettenberger, and I have no reason. I have no. I have no idea why he dude was Gardner Minshew. It's it's the same fascination. Gardner Minshew won Minch. football games. Zach Mettenberger never won a game for the Titans. <laughs> Gardner Minshew didn't win too many football games, but they were they were essentially the same. Too many would still be two more than the Zach Mettenberger won. Mm. He yeah, He's trust me. Trust me, I, I think I think Jack has like a GPS locator as to where Zach Mettenberger is at all times. He, Jack is the TMZ to Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> he is he is the TM Zach. Went from Hillsborough. He was an entertaining guy when he was around. I know that. I mean, he had that long hair. He wore the headband, the mustache. Uh, you know, he got in a, he had the stash. He had. Uh, I remember he got in that altercation down at Losers, and uh, and somebody gave him a roll tide and punched him. Uh, yep. It off. Uh, I, I've never that story. You talk about a story that blew up. But uh, uh, Burger was an entertaining guy. I think Cam. You know, I, I don't know if there be be different. Um, you know, different eyes on uh, on this team with Cam. I'm not sure the team wants that. So you were at the Father Ryan. First of all, Father Ryan alum Jim Wyatt uh, joins us now. I don't know why I reset the interview. It's a podcast. You know who you're listening to, uh, but. <laughs> You went to a Father Ryan JP2 game the other day. Uh, JP2, Pope John Paul II. Is that a real school or is that another Bishop Sycamore? Because I now I'm real, like I'm real skittish of like any school named after like anyone with a Catholic church. 
Well, I th- you know, I think they want to be known as the Pope. I've, I've, they, it seems like they they are Pope John Paul. Pope Prep is what they're calling themselves. What do they call them? They, Pope what, Prep. Pope, Pope Prep. Prep. But the like reality Pope is, they're all Father Ryan wannabes out there. I mean, <laughs> uh, they, uh, you know, they're, they're famous for Golden Tate, obviously. But you know, all those kids, just like oh, all yeah. NBA kids, they're all wishing they could have gotten in Ryan and and couldn't do it for some reason or another. We, uh, yeah, no, I look, I'm very familiar with father Ryan. We, uh, very objective of you. Yeah. We, (laughs) we, we beat them the uh, second game of my senior year. We needed someone to, to whoop up on and father Ryan filled that void. So I'm very appreciative of father Ryan. I actually respect father Ryan a lot. Uh, Jim, um, I've got two really dumb questions before we get you out of here. Uh, first of which, since you technically work for the Titans, how many people have to get injured before you take a snap at quarterback? Like, Let's oh, think hypothetically here. It's like the <laughs> hockey emergency goalie thing. Right. The emergency goalie. Like how, like what has to happen to get you to take a snap at quarterback for the Titans? I'd say everybody on the raw, I mean, obviously practice squad guys aren't eligible on game day, but if you're talking right. during the course of the week, you're talking about the whole 53 would have to go down to practice. Okay. All the equipment guys, the video guys, the coaching staff, probably everybody in marketing. Okay. Ticket sales. <laughs> uh it would T Rack may have to get T Rack. Oh wow, T Rack. You know, T Rack is hard to handle the ball with those big paws. He's yeah, got. I was gonna say yeah. you got to give yourself a little more credit over. I think yeah, I would yeah. say you're and, over and the fact T-Rack. that he's drunk at every single game. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's completely <laughs> and and like look, the Titans are gonna let him play in the game with one of those like frizzy like bedazzled shirts that he always wears with the maracas. You know, like yeah. he's not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let him play quarterback. I think you would have a. You would start over T Rack. So I think I would. I think I could take T Rack, and uh, I probably would lobby to, if something happened to Julio or AJ. I know his team's deep at receiver. I'd probably lobby. Always fancy myself as potentially as having pretty good hands. Maybe okay. Ryle. They had like a medium mini camp back in the day. I put on a Kevin Dyson jersey, ran some routes, didn't pull a hamstring or a quad, and actually had a few catches. I think they were considering signing me to the practice squad after seeing wow. that. But that was Look, that was 15 years ago. I don't I don't have it anymore. You know, they say they call Father Ryan uh wide receiver high. That's what they that's right. <laughs> so Gold, yeah, Golden right. Tate, Jim Wyatt. I don't I see the correlation there. I okay. All right. So Look, if injuries do happen, Titans fans, don't freak out. Jim Wyatt could be – like we're that much closer to getting Jim Wyatt to play. Jim Wyatt, the ultimate game manager. And you oh. get, Can you stick a pen – I mean, you can't get a pencil in the helmet, but maybe you can stick <laughs> an ear hole and uh, somebody comes at me, you get a pencil in the eye, that would certainly – Yeah, can, right? can you play games in your Hawaiian shirts is the real question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah look, you can't spell Jim Wyatt rules without – W-R, wide receiver, boom. Uh, now, Jim, uh, the Titans aren't the only team playing the Cardinals this week. The Los Angeles Dodgers currently playing the Dodge, currently playing the Cardinals. And uh, I got to ask you, Jim, because you are literally one of the only other Dodgers fans that I know. Are the Dodgers going to win the NLS this year? I'll tell you what, they they've uh, they just can't shake the Giants. And, uh, you know, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And the, I mean, the Padres, I mean, there's so much talk about the Padres every year. And I'm just, I've kind of, you know, dismissed the Padres of course, yeah. doing so. They're going to probably beat the Dodgers in a one game playoff. But, uh, <laughs> but the, but the, I, I, I still am holding out hope, even though the Dodgers let, lost two out of three this weekend, that they're still going to eventually surpass the Giants. I think they've got a better team than the Giants, got a better pitching staff than the Giants, but the Giants have just had an uncanny, 
ability to just win these close games and to, to do the little things to win. And they've, they've come back and beaten the Dodgers a couple of times in the late yeah. game. So it's been driving me crazy. I want to stay out of that one-game wild card spot because, you know, anything can happen in those games. Uh, I don't care how good you are. You have, your pitcher has a bad day. You got all the pressure going in you on you, especially if you're the Dodgers. So, I, I, you know, you're asking me today, I do think the Dodgers are going to win the West. If they don't, I'm going to be very uptight watching that one game. You, Yeah. You and me both. We'll yeah, we'll both be wearing very tight britches, if you will. That's right. We'll have a we'll have a different britches report to talk about then. Uh, you gotta trust Walker Bueller. He's gonna bring home some some hardware this season. Well, I know Bueller. I like my Walker Bueller, but yeah, the question is, who do you start in that one game playoff? If you you start Bueller, you start Scherzer. I like Urias. They're not starting him. It'd be one of those other two guys. Bueller had a bad night Sunday night against the Giants. So right, yeah, that was his first loss to the Giants ever. That's yeah. Like, Oh, it's it, of course. And it comes at the worst possible time when you're tied for the division lead. Uh, I look, I love that. I just completely clown Jack for starting a Titans uh, interview in week one you're, you're a with hypocrite. a banding question. And then here I go ending it <laughs> with a Dodgers question. But look, I, when you got Jim white on the pod, he's the only, uh, there's plenty of other Vanderbilt fans. There's like four others with Jim. He's the only other Dodger fan that I know. So I had to get that off my chest, Jim. <laughs> You are the man. We appreciate you so much. Seriously, more than more than we can express to you. You were always so great on this podcast. And uh, we just be expecting a very, very nice Christmas gift uh, right. this year. And, you know, if it, it, and just signed by the uh, Titan uh, podcast idiots. Uh, that will be <laughs> that will be us. OK. Well, I'll be I uh, appreciate you having me on. I will say. And it takes, I hate to throw it back to Vandy again, but I was driving back from Omaha uh, back in June after they lost to Mississippi State in game three. And I drove, I left, I was so mad. I left the stadium at night in Omaha, probably at 10 o'clock. And I drove straight through the night all the way to Nashville, except oh, my wow. and I got back about 7, 38 o'clock in the morning. But one of the things that kept me going probably from St. Louis uh, probably from Columbia to St. Louis was listening to you guys with Mike Keith. That was in the week Mike Keith. <laughs> yes. He yeah. was so, he was so great. Was, I listened to several of, of your podcasts on that trip, and that was one of the funniest things. Uh, you know, Mike Keith ha has some great stories, but y'all y'all really got me rolling with some of the stuff oh. that I had him talk about. So, this and, is... and, the, and the touchdown pass he had uh, that day with <laughs> yeah. Paul was classic. Yeah. You want to talk about someone in your family playing wide receiver. How about Jack scoring that game-winning <laughs> touchdown? I was the quarterback. Oh, no, you were the quarterback. Yeah, yeah I was the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah Mike doesn't make so, sense. Yeah, Mike was so shocked that you caught the ball. He caught the ball. Yeah, so that was, that was hilarious. Uh, so I appreciate it. You guys helped keep me from driving off the road in the middle of uh, of Missouri uh, with some of your shows. Well, well, well what – the Titan Up podcast was started to save lives, so I'm glad it's working. It really was. That's really the only reason why we do this to keep people awake on their drive home from Omaha to Nashville. Uh, we, we the, it was a it was a treat of a lifetime getting Mike Keith to actually just announce my name and like a touchdown Titans, like that was awesome. Uh, now, what I would say is like, look, hey, if you want to write up a game recap of it, you know, with like the Jim Wyatt byline, we look, we wouldn't, we'd be all for it. I'm just saying we would publish it, we would post it. If you want to do that at some point, feel free. We, we would what be color, What color britches would y'all be wearing? That's a great question. Give that me the light a, blue, the Chris Johnson's. 
Ew, no, we're not wearing oh, light on. blue for a game winner. No, we're going we're going traditional. What they wore week one against the Bengals of the 1999 season, navy blue tops, white britches. That way, when Jack pees himself in the final drive, <laughs> you can't tell. Yeah. See it. yeah. <laughs> Start off with the white britches, end with the yellow britches. <laughs> <laughs> he is at, he is Jim Wyatt. Guys, give him a follow at J Wyatt Sports. You probably already are. If you're listening to this podcast, odds are you already are. But if you're not, go do it. Make your timeline full of great Titans content. Jim, you're the man, and uh, I can't wait for to to read your tweets on uh, on on Sunday. But more importantly, next week for what the Bridges Report will be. Sounds good. Well, appreciate you guys having me on. Have a good game week. Thanks, Jim. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Very special thank you to Jim Wyatt. That dude, he's literally the best. Freaking love that dude. Just so good. And the fact that he listens to our podcast and drives home from, from Omaha. Like, look. Uh, now, 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 you know, I really love him. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast to cheer you up when you've just lost to Mississippi State in a right. national title. If, if your That's favorite team ever loses, itself. yeah, if your favorite team ever loses the, uh, the College World Series and you need something to lift your spirits, come to eh, us. Come to us. That's what we're here for. We lift spirits after College World Series demoralizing losses. Uh, and uh, now, I, and now I love Jim as if he was my own uncle which I guess he technically is because he is this podcast uncle. Hey, before we get to remember the Titan and get you ready for week one of the NFL season, let's do a quick laughing at the Texans segment. It's been a while since we've laughed at the Texans. This is a segment that became popular during the course of last season. Thanks to um, the ever, the everlasting woes of Bill O'Brien more like Bill Woe, Brian, am I right? Uh, the the guy with the chin dimple that was a black hole. And what do black holes do? They suck. So, but Bill O'Brien is gone. So it's like, you know, they're laughing at the Texan segment kind of, you know, took a little bit of a hiatus during the off season. They didn't do a ton. And honestly, look, with all the Deshaun Watson stuff, there wasn't much to laugh at about them. Like just awful situation going on down there in Houston. But we figured with the start of the season, we should laugh at them again. And because Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. They named Tyrod Taylor as their uh, starting quarterback, or excuse me, not Tyrod Taylor. It's Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Remember that hard knocks where that happened? Yeah. yeah. What a, I mean, just what a dark day. Whenever you have to name Tyrod Taylor, like this is real life. This is the reality for the Texans. Tyrod yeah. Taylor is like, their starting quarterback. You, you're naming a guy, your starting quarterback that you don't even know how to say his own name. <laughs> It, yeah, you, which you learned just a couple of years ago because no one cared to learn it before because he was right. a, just a shadow of a backup quarterback. He, yeah, he said, oh, BT dubs, it's actually Tarod. And we're like, dude, you can't come out now and say that. Like, you've been in the league for five years. Like, you have to – yeah, that's something you say out of the gate, you know, at the, at the, at the draft or combine interviews. You, you say, lead with that information. By the way, guys, it's Tarod Taylor, okay? By the way, it's Marcus Mariota, based, not Marcus – Marioto, no matter what the commissioner wants to call me. The Texans are in this just really, really tough spot. And it's not – in this circumstance, it's not their fault. Although I'm sure that I, – I don't know. I don't want to get into accusing them. 
people I love that I don't know if they did tiptoeing um, around the edges of like what is just a horrific story. Yeah, like it, here we are trying to make light of what is it just a dark situation. Deshaun Watson has done them no favors, um, none at all. But for me, like you have the offseason to maybe you need to draft a quarterback. Um, and they they don't do that. Well, they did, they I believe they got Davis Mills, but I mean, what it would really did he do in college that impressed a ton of people um jack easterby is who my focus is on here jack easterby somehow conned cal mcnair and the texans organization into becoming the you know vice president of football operations which is pretty much the controlling gm um and this is a a, a rise because you know he spent time in kansas city as the chaplain he was a chaplain at one point, they hired Joel Austin's uglier brother. Wow, talk um, about a promotion. Then he was the character coach in New England from 2013 to 2018. Now he's the controlling general manager and vice president of football operations. So they chose How? they chose a holy guy over a guy with a holy chin as their GM. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's one way to put it. I, I just can't believe he, in 2018 he was a character coach. And then the year after, the Texans were like, okay, that's a good enough resume for me. How does vice president of football operations sound? Yeah. Um, so, 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 you know, this is a mess that they don't have really – this guy isn't an experienced GM. He's not an experienced GM. Uh, yeah. it, it, and you can tell by the way they've handled this quarterback situation because you wait to draft Davis Mills, and then you're you, – you know, now you're rolling out to Rod Taylor week one with Cam Newton still available. Um, so uh, – I just think it's time, you know, it's been a while that we just sit back and we laugh at the Texans. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think I have to remember how to do this, but uh, all right, let's, let's give it a shot. does feel good that, <laughs> it's been too long man it, it feels good to do the laughing and not have the laughing done at you and yeah right <clears throat> the, the titans and texans are completely on totally different spectrums well so jack game. like obviously like we could do this segment every week if we wanted to especially with yeah. the texans they're not going to win many games this year they're going to be bad and it's going to be fun to watch don't get me wrong but like i almost feel like we need to shift our laughter to like a new rising power and when i say power no i mean that from like the lowest of the low sense like power in the sense that like you know like like the same amount of power that is in a power wheels truck you know you, you know how you always like have the to only power it. they hold is in the nfl draft is that what yeah. you're saying well i was gonna say, yeah you always have to like charge the power wheels trucks after driving it for like maybe like two 
two minutes and then you're like, oh, I've got to charge it. Like it, it takes forever to charge and you don't get much juice out of it. Yeah. That's the rising power that is in Duval County, the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. I think they are, they are in better standing right now than the Houston Texans are, which is wild to say, considering the Texans won this division just two seasons ago. Um, Man, isn't that crazy? That does seem like it was forever ago. And you, you know, two seasons ago, they were up 20 on the Chiefs. I think it was 24 on the 24. Chiefs in the playoffs. 24. Yeah, 24 to nothing. The Chiefs spotted them a 24 nothing lead, and they were outscored 53 to three, like the rest of the game or something. It was just nuts. a brutal fall from grace. I mean, the most Bill O'Brien outcome of Bill O'Brien outcomes. Now, uh, so Jack, I like. Do we shift our focus to the Jaguars? Let's do. Uh, yes, I, I think so. But first, we kind of got to give a background, you know, because the Saints. You know, and everything with Hurricane Ida, they can't play in New Orleans for like the first half of the season. So they're practicing in Texas, and Jacksonville is letting them use their stadium week one for a home game. Now, I know what you're thinking. Does that, does that come with the tarps? Oh, yeah. I mean, finally, Duval County is presented with a functional organization, you know, a, a football team that fans can get behind because they have talented players. This has not been the case for the Jaguars in many no. a years. I'm wondering, I want to ask you this, Austin. Is Jameis Winston going to be the best quarterback to play a home game in Jacksonville ever? Oh, damn. Damn. Good question. I mean, look. Gerard. Let, let Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel, Brunel led them to an AFC championship against our said Titans uh, in 99. Uh, in fact, I think he led them to two AFC championships, if I'm not mistaken. So Mark Brunel, for sure. But over the last 20 years, I think you've got a case there, dude. Like, we know it's not sure as hell, and I ain't Blaine Gabbert. My gosh. Uh, yeah, it's not Blaine Gabbert, and it's not Blake Bortles. Rodney Pete, I think, played a oh, few. Oh, you know who we're forgetting? Leftwich. Byron Leftwich, the now OC of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that's right. A great OC. He'll be a head coach before too long. He is a good OC. He's got some Arthur Smith vibes. Just running through all of the quarterbacks to play a home game in Jacksonville. Steve Berline. Oh, Steve Berline. Uh, His cousin was actually my science teacher at Woodland Middle School. Really? Wow. Yeah. A little fun fact for you. What a great connection. And then Mark Brunel, Rob Johnson, Mark Brunel. Byron Leftwich, David Garrard, Luke McCown, Blaine Gabbert, Chad Henney, Blake Bortles, Gardner Minshew. Wow. That is a list right there. That is a list of like guys you never want starting for you. <laughs> no, and they had Foles start a few games. I believe Mike Glennon may have started one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just overall really sad history there. Yeah, they, look, look, there's like they, they don't have enough names to like put it on a name plate on the back of a jersey in a storefront window like the Cleveland Browns do. <laughs> but it that's close. Like that is a that is a, that's a sad list QB history. Yeah. It really is. And look, and I know Blake Bortles went to an AFC title game, but like, and we were honestly clowning, like we were we were pining for him to be the Titans backup this season, but uh, that ship has sailed. So now we can make fun of him again. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, that is that's just sad. That is a sad list, and maybe I don't know. Do we? I don't. I don't want to shift the laughter from the Texans to the Jaguars, but we got to come up with something like one way to jokes with the Jags or jokes at the Ooh. Jags or jabbing the Jags, jabbing the Jags. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll think of something. We'll, we got to marry. We're on the right track already. 
Yeah, if you got any ideas, tweet at us at Tighten Up Pod on uh, Twitter or at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. You can comment on there. Uh, let us know. Uh, let us know what we should do with the Jaguars. Make fun of them. Uh, hey, before we get out of here, let's do a little remember the Titan. Let's remember some guys. Uh, make sure they're Titans, though. So, Jack, uh, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I will defer to you. I'll take the Ooh. ball at halftime. Oh, snap. Okay. Wow. Normally you always take the ball. Uh, all right. So I will go first and I'm going with a guy, you know, um, so Alvin Deloro, great, uh, executive producer or, or not executive producer, but an engineer for the Jim Rome show runs the board for the Jim Rome show. He's one of the greatest at running a board I've ever met in my life. He's, he's phenomenal. Great talent. Uh, he would always tell me that like, he would always make a week in review week that was each week. And he would do, he's like, make sure you find a feather, uh, it, it's, and that's, that's a, that's a reference to the movie Forrest Gump. The movie Forrest Gump starts with a feather. And then at the very end of the movie, it ends with a feather. And so if you're, you know, doing storytelling or doing any sign of type of production, it's, it's always best to find your feather, whatever you start with, make sure you end with. Well, Jack, I'm going to, um, I remember the Titan this week is my feather. We started the week talking about Jarius Wynn of the Tennessee Titans, the num greatest number 79 in Titans franchise history, unless you're more of a Jamone Meredith guy. Yeah, it's, it's really splitting hairs between those two. But, but I am going with Jarius Jessereel Wynn as my remember the Titan this week. And you're Tell like, me about this guy. I really want to know about him. I, and I'm sure everyone wants to know about him after hearing uh, the, this so This is the Jarius Wynn of Sod. So I'm going with Jarius Wynn as my remember the Titan. So Jarius Wynn, uh, from uh, out of Augusta, Georgia, went to Lincolnton, Lincoln County High School uh, in Georgia. It was a uh, six-round pick in the 2009 draft, pick number 182 overall by the Green Bay Packers. Played there for two seasons, or three seasons, then came to the Tennessee Titans in 2012. Okay, Jack, now if you allow me a little real estate here, I'm, I want to, because this guy is so storied, it's, it's such a I'll rich. allow you all the real estate you want as long as you're talking about Jarius Wynn. Okay, thank you. Because the, I, I want to read, I want to read his Wikipedia, this the section of his Wikipedia page about the Tennessee Titans. Because obviously, this guy is to be the greatest number seventy nine Titans franchise history. I think he deserves that. And uh, you know what? I thought about this while we were talking. With players now allowed to pick different numbers than originally would be assigned for their position group. I don't know if anyone wears 79 again. It might not happen, dude. He might be the greatest 79 for the rest of this franchise history. So with that, I'm going to read his entire Tennessee Titans section on Wikipedia. So allow me a little bit of space here. Tennessee Titans, it says. Wynn signed as a free agent with the Tennessee Titans on November 7th, 2012. Yes. Go on. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's, that's the, the whole thing. thing. That's the whole thing right there, ladies and gentlemen. The Jarius wins uh, history with the Tennessee Titans. It didn't even one say sentence. when he retired. It's just an open book there. Nope, nope. The very next uh, section of his Wikipedia is the San Diego Chargers, for which he played in 2013. Uh, so that is literally all you get when it comes to Jerry's win. If you were looking to learn about this guy as a remember the Titan, nobody remembers this guy as a Titan. In fact, to the point where when I looked up the greatest numbers in Titans franchise history and I got Jerry's win on the list, his name was spelled wrong. 
They spelled it J-A-R-I-Y-S on, on the article about the greatest Titans in history. And his name is spelled J-A-R-I-U-S. That right there should tell you how little this guy's known. Now, I will say a fun fact. He didn't win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 40. Good for him. 45. Super Bowl 45, I, I believe, with the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, did he? Did he win? Yeah, what was it with the Packers? Yeah, with the Packers. Uh, the cool thing about that, his son was born the morning of Super Bowl 34. So he had a son and won the Super Bowl on one day. Got to be the biggest dad flex like of all a, time, right? He may have gotten like 10 seconds of TV time when like a special teams unit was rolled out. <laughs> hey, this guy, number 79, he had a kid he, this morning. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see. Yeah, no, it I literally says nothing on his Wikipedia page about the Super Bowl other than the fact that he won it. I don't so, even know what team he played. I, I think it was the Packers because that was the only – yeah, that was the only team he played for that won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, it was the Packers. Well, I appreciate you telling me about this man because if yeah. he's the best number to wear or the best player in Titans history to wear a certain number, I want to know all about him. And right. apparently that he was a Titan is pretty much all there is to know about him. So Good, yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. I am going – are you are you wrapped up on Jarius? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I could read it again. Wynn signed as a free agent with the Tennessee Titans on November 7th, 2012. I think we all remember where we were on November 7th, 2012. That was, was that election day? That might've been election day, 2012, November 7th. I, it's, it's in that path right there. It's yeah. Quite it's quite possible that, that was election day. Um, and well, look, the Tennessee Titans said, we vote for Jerry's win. We elect you, Jerry's yeah. win. <laughs> um, mine is also an offensive lineman. Uh, Jerry's win is a defensive end. Okay. Just defensive for the record. <laughs> I guess I should have made that clear. Defensive well, 79 end. is not a defensive end number. It's is not it? a defensive end number, which is probably why. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 63 total tackles, 11 career sacks, one fumble recovery in his 11 career. sacks is nice. Okay. But my guy is, you know, he was drafted in the third round 81st overall in the 99 draft played college at Georgia tech and Florida. He's 45 years old now. He's 6'5". When he played, he was 6'5", 321. That's the guy I want blocking for me. <laughs> Zachary Paul Piller. And yes. let me first say this about Zach Piller. He missed big time because that's probably the best name for um, a, a Walgreens pharmacy worker's name. You know, Zach Piller being the Zach Piller. Zach Piller, Yeah. Well, yeah. Dr. Pillar, which yeah, I, yeah. Well, like, hey, hey, Mr. Pillar, can you write me a prescription? Hey, I'm going to go uh, down the street. I, I've got an appointment for my knee with Dr. Pillar. Um, yeah, yeah or, I, I that works. How about this? How about this? Zach Pillar would have been a great name for a columnist. Pillar? Yeah, true. Columnist? And see, in this case, it's it's ER at the end. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah no, you're on the right track. Different spelling. Zach Pillar in eight years with the Titans, he was a, a Titan lifer, started in 58 games, wore the number 69. Hell I yeah. appreciate a good 69. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he was there for he was with the Titans for quite a while. And then when the Titans said, you know what, we've got to release you on February 20 of 2007. So a lot of a lot of releasing was done in 2007. Um Pillar was then signed by the Detroit Lions, which no one wants to be signed by, um, where he was released just a couple months after. He tried things out with the Giants, 
But again, he only made it a couple months there, never played in a game for either of those two teams. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to take two seasons. I'm going to sit out of football for two seasons, work on me. It's not you, it's me. But then the Florida Tuskers came calling of the United Football League. Oh, hell yes. Let's go. He signed with them in August, but uh, you're picking up on the trend, I'm sure. He was released before the season began. No, but the Tuskers turned him down? Zach Pillar, let me say this. So while you're at the Ridge in Sylvan Park, or, or maybe before you get there, after you go, it's up to you. Depends how early you're getting up. He is an owner of Neighbors, Neighbors Bar and Grill in Sylvan Park. And let me tell you, very underrated brunch, very underrated breakfast spot. Um, so there you go. Zach Pillar, you got a little advertisement. And the biggest endorsement from me, my Remember the Titan, Zach Pillar, Go you, man. <laughs> yeah, won't you? Won't you be our neighbors, uh, Zach Pillar? Uh, also, low key, really funny, and that's not even low key. That's just not. That's just not common knowledge. Dude is hilarious. He he was the look. Zach Pillar walked so Taylor Lewan could run. Okay, Zach Pillar. Zach Pillar walked so Taylor Lewan could podcast. If you're number sixty nine, you have to be funny. That's a, you that's have a to be rule. that right there. For me, that's from society. That alone is comedy gold right there. That is the height of football comedy is choosing that as your number. But he used to come uh, in studio with, uh, if anyone remembers the early days of 102.5 The Game with the first quarter, it's the very first morning show, the very first show that ever aired on 102.5 The Game's airwaves uh, with hosts Darren McFarlane and Brad Hopkins, our uncle Brad Hopkins. That's right. Zach Pillar used to come in studio for that show, and it was – he was awesome. He was hilarious, so funny. Love me some Zach Pillar all I the believe way around. Maybe we, need to, maybe we need to bring him on sometime soon. Uh, we do. Yeah, we need to get a contact for him. I, I, in fact, I, I'm glad you said that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out. I'm going to try and get – I'm going to try and get his contact so we can get him on the podcast. Cause he, all right. Be yeah. That, that'll work. I'll just run down to neighbors. We'll, we'll, we'll get this done. We're planning <laughs> the podcast. Jack's like, I've been at neighbors all day drinking bottomless mimosas, uh, <laughs> trying to get a hold of him. I can't see him anywhere. You know what? I better order another round of mimosas just in case. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out here and wait yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah you're, you're doing the Lord's work there, Jack. All right. Uh, guys, it's game week. Well, nothing more needs to be said. I think we've, we've said it all this episode. Um, get hype, get loud, do it for those of us who can't be there. Okay. And I look, tweet me your photos, tweet me your videos. Let me experience game day through your, if you're going to the game or even if you're watching at home at like a tailgate or watching outside of the stadium at a tailgate, let me live vicariously through you because I will be on my couch in Chicago uh, I may try and find a Titans bar here or something in Chicago, but like, I want to be there. I want to, you don't understand how much I want to be amongst yeah. you guys. And it's, it's noteworthy that, you know, Austin he, Titans were taken from him and he's for some karma, for some bad action he's done in his past. The only football team in the state is the bears. Yeah. And that is not the football team you want to be watching. It's look, it's sad. Look, you know, and I don't want to be like the woe is me guy, but look, Woe is me. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, so yeah. So tweet at me at Austin Hoff. Let me see all of your photos and pictures and everything. Follow Jack on Twitter at Jack a Gentry guys. I'm telling you now is the time to load up your timelines with the best Titans content. 
and not to toot our own horns, but Jack and I are always tweeting about the Titans. So you want that in your feed. Okay. And uh, also follow the podcast at Titan up pod on Twitter at Titan up podcast on Instagram. Those accounts are literally only posting Titans content, only Titans, strictly Titans content. I don't know why you're not following us. If you're not already, like what the hell are you doing dude? make your timeline better with Titans content? And we're constantly posting it, keeping you informed and, and trying to make you laugh in the process. Keyword trying. We're not always succeeding in that realm. But uh, also follow A to Z Sports for all things Tennessee sports from all across the board. Vandy, Tennessee, Preds, the Titans, Grizzlies, literally it, all of them uh, covered so well. Nashville SC. Can't forget A to Z Sports. Nashville they're good, SC. They're having a good season. God, look, look, I did not mean to disrespect Nashville SC right there. Shout out to our soccer lover, loving brethren. All right, we're proud of those boys. Uh so much so um yeah uh jack do you got anything for the road it's game week let's go i'm so pumped up put that on the dude's tombstone okay put that on his headstone it's game week let's go jack gentry that is a quote that we should all live by it's game week let's go so let's go guys it's game week i don't know what i think i want the titans logo printed on my grave i think i just i think i just decided that Okay. Yeah. I'm cool. Happen. I'm happy. I'm happy with that decision. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. do that. Just remember right. me. A little Titans logo. A little Titans logo. Jack Gen- Here lies Jack Gentry. But I don't know that I'll ever die. Modern medicine is advancing at such a rapid pace that I think I may never die. Jack, I would be willing to bet that you're the first one of this podcast to die. You think so? Are we making and, a death know, bet right now? Uh, should we? Have is a there death a winner? Bet? Is there really a winner of a death bet? That's yeah. Whoever lives the longest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that that would actually be the worst punishment of all time. Is dying. Jack? Jack, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I if I win this death bet, I'm going to your funeral and I'm rubbing it in your face. I'm like, right, gonna that's see fine. If I get all right, some, that's fine. I'll do the time. same thing. I'll do the yeah, same I'm gonna, thing. I'll start time, talking like, about Missouri to you. I'll say. I'll say, uh, hi guys. I know many of you don't know me, uh, other than you, Uncle Jim Wyatt. What's up? What's up, Jim? <laughs> I see you in the back. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, listen, I'm just here uh, because I wanted to let you all know that Jack and I did. We we had a podcast together. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us four and a half stars. Buck five point five stars. Uh, tighten up podcast. Jack is actually no longer. So not only am I looking for a new co-host, but I'm also here to say that on said podcast, we made a death bet. And I won, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> and then like like everyone will be like cheering. Yeah, you could really <laughs> you could really turn my funeral around with, with that. <laughs> Death bet, it's on. You're on. Um, oh hey, shout out. Uh I the uh I know we haven't done this in a while, but I wanted to do it real quick here on game week. Uh the probably the best of weeks to do it. Oh, son of a bitch. I I had it lined up here. Uh, I was gonna give uh, a uh, Tupper of the Week Award. First oh, of all, I think I know who it's going to. Well, I I, I know, I, I do want to give it to, uh, I, I want to give it to Kenny Britt uh, because he started following us on Twitter. That's right. Um, yeah, all you got to do is tweet out his best highlight of his career and hey, you know, he'll start following you. I don't know if he necessarily counts as a Tupper. He's more of a remember the Titan. So uh, he should. Uh, yeah, I think there's an important distinction to make there. Hopefully he does not listen to the episode where we literally went down his oh, entire arrest rap sheet. Yeah, we a, did that. And that took like 20 minutes. That was a fun episode. But yeah, now looking back that he follows us. We can't have him listen to that episode. Yeah, let's hope he, and let's hope he doesn't listen to this episode either. Because now, now he'll know about are, that episode. Yeah, yeah now here we are talking about it. 
Um, uh, no, I'm trying to find uh, I, I, I freaking we got a new a new. Oh, wait, here, 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 here we go. Uh, Edward, uh, Edward at Rocky Top TN Titan. Yeah, dude just started following us this week. Um, uh, he he, I forget what he what he tweeted at us last week, but uh, just started he following. That, uh, he said that my appearance does not match my voice, and I don't know if that was good. Well, yeah, no, he did say that. He did say that, which I actually do respect, uh, because you, it does not, Jack. I actually side with Edward on this one. What you, what does my voice make me look like? I would say you you look like you sound like you're five seven. What? And extremely skinny. No way. Okay, maybe five nine. I'll give you five nine. My voice sounds like a little pip squeak. That's no, that's no, not no a pip squeak. That's not what I said. Is that what I said? That's Is that not what a pip squeak voice. No, you you just sound a lot smaller and. Uh, well, I don't think he saw how tall I was. I don't think. I think you're now saying this, uh, making me well, feel. No, he didn't see how much. tall you were, but he saw your face. Anyway, look, Edward tweeted at us at Rocky Top TN Titan. He he said, um, it, "Well, first of all, he gave you credit for your." uh your reigning national reigns more than seattle take yeah week, that's right he sent us that, that actually that actually annoyed me right off the front but he did hashtag it hashtag get saffold laid mm -hmm. l-e-i-d it's uh, a movement we're trying, to, we're trying to get saffold laid this season and also he did say um he said look i just want to join the club my resume new dad <laughs> shout out i'm gonna be a new dad here soon weather nerd okay all right Former St. Louis Rams fan, in parentheses, until they moved. Right, that's huge. That that's means big we, for you. He's been recruited to the to the good side. And he goes and listener until the very end, which is a big distinction of Tuppers until the very end of Tighten Up uh, every Tighten Up Pod episode. And he said in parentheses, which is hard to do, which I will admit it is hard to do. When we get to this point in the podcast, like we are right now, we just start rambling and we start talking about nothing. And, it, and making it's, death bets. Yeah. Th yeah. Things go real off the rails it's and it gets wild rails. and crazy. <laughs> um, but and then he and then he screenshotted the uh, Urban Dictionary definition of Tupper, um, which is a verb meaning to shine rays of awesomeness upon an unwitting member of the public. So um, and the to use in a sentence dude you just got tuppered so that's actually a good distinction of what we call our podcast listeners the tuppers so yeah. look edward not only are you a tupper you're the tupper of the week man thank you so much for listening to this podcast until the very end uh that is a huge distinction and uh welcome from the st louis rams to the tennessee titans we are we welcome you with open arms man we are trying to recruit new fans we want to make the fan base bigger we say it every off season so welcome to the the crew and just welcome to being a tupper dude you you've earned it you're the man thanks for tweeting at us we're happy to have you yep yeah. well said uh, austin all right now let's get out of here let's because the sooner we get out of here the sooner we get on to game week it's game week guys be loud be proud be freaking tighten the hell up okay titans are winning that like that. Like, 24 to 13 72 yard field goal from ficken all right i'm saying the titan's gonna be really gusty I'm gonna say Titans win 31 to 26. 31 to 26. Mm, uh, barn burner, I like it. Well, yeah, maybe I probably a, won't like it at the time, but if they win, it won't be. Yeah, it won't be fun. But look, it's that's that's my prediction. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, all right, Jack. Hey. Until next week.
They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans, they'll 